0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting to pharmacist Elise Apolloni from The Capital Chemist all about diabetes medications and what you need to know. Here's the final part. Welcome back to the Daily Dollar podcast, everybody. I hope you're having an amazing day. I would love to introduce my guest, Today, it's Elise Apolloni and Elise is a community pharmacist and a diabetes educator from the Capital Chemist Group. So I think rather than feeling like, yeah, I'm on this medication, it's not working, then that's it, throw it in the towel. It's like, it's almost a matter of trial and error really and exploring that's until right. you get to the point where it's like, okay, we're feeling okay, but we're also achieving the goal of glucose management in our bloodstream. as well. Yeah. I love that because it's, it's something that I talk about so much with just general healthy eating habits is like, once you learn the key nutrition principles about how to maximize your nutrient intake and your energy balance, how that's applied to the individual takes some trial and error of the person sort of figuring out what habits and routines and foods and meals work for Mm -hmm. them. So same principle. I love that. exactly. So, (laughs) okay is there a sort of frequency that you would recommend on people getting their medications reviewed? Another common thing that we see in the clinic is people who've been taking the dose just for a really sort of long period of time and they haven't checked back in with their GP or had their bloods done in a while. Yeah. What would you recommend for sort of checking in on that stuff? Well, The
1: recommended interval for blood testing for type 2 diabetes is every three months. So that's the glycated hemoglobin um, Mm -hmm. or the HbA1c blood test. So gold standard blood test um, gives us a bit of a hint of what's been happening in your blood over the last three months. It's a pretty clever blood test. And that way, um, that would therefore mean that by nature every three months a GP would be looking at your blood test results so that should probably mimic um, the sort of the uh, you know the review of medication each time because if that HbA1c level has had a dramatic change whether it be um, you know that it's went up a fair bit and so perhaps other you know other methods of management need to be looked at um, or maybe it's improved significantly and we need to look at Do we need all of this, Mm -hmm. um, all these medicines on board? Then that's a good review interval. But as well, in between, then um, people will be going into the to see their pharmacist, you know, probably three times in between each blood test. So that's another opportunity to have a chat to your pharmacist if um, you have any questions or if you're unsure about anything or if you're worried about different medicines and how they may mix together as well yeah so there's you can't really over review it in that respect because you know every um looking at it more and more times only means to have the opportunity to optimize your regime more often but yeah at a minimum it'd be good if with every blood test if it's looked at and sort of considered you know are we happy do we need to change anything and if not then we we continue on
0: yeah I like that One of the things that has really interested me because obviously our perspective as, you know, dieticians and nutritionists for diabetes management is, you know, the end goal for us is good blood glucose measurement, but we're coming from the perspective of a a dietary pattern. So, you know, carbohydrate um, quality and glycemic index and also carbohydrate load and distribution across the whole day. So a bunch of different things, but also knowing that we don't just eat carbs (laughs) and that food is a mixture of nutrients and things like that. There's good evidence that that carbohydrate um, and overall diet quality improves, you know, insulin sensitivity and things like that. Do the medications work without making dietary changes? So let's say you've got someone who's, you know, eating reasonably poorly. Do they still work? Is it kind of like, yep, these are good enough or or not really? Does it need to come along with dietary <laughs> changes?
1: It's, it's sort of, you know, I think to an ex- my husband's a pharmacist too, and we're having a chat about this um, earlier today. Actually, mm. you know, it's it's like most medical conditions that we treat. You've got to want, you know, there's a there's a bit of buy-in from the person. Medicines are not the sole answer of every, of every problem, um, every health ailment that we have. So there is a little bit of um, personal responsibility as well. And a bit of, um, you know, the medicines will do their bit, but they work a lot better when, um, when you're doing your bit as well. Mm. Firstly, taking the medicine, which is, is (laughs) sounds simple, but it's not always simple. Um, Taking medicine can be quite tricky at times, actually. Um, But also, you know, mixing it with diet, um, lifestyle modification optimizes it. And for people who aren't particularly keen on taking any medicines that they don't need to, which is usually how most people feel about medicines, myself included, um, then to take the least amount of medicines, you'll need to optimise all areas of your health um, to to treat that condition, not just the swallowing the tablet bit or taking your injection. So yeah, so I think I see it as more of a holistic mixture rather than just medicine or just running, you know, and walking every day, or yeah. you know, just um, you're watching your food really closely. I think when people think of it as sort of a, um, a multi pronged approach, it it helps um, it helps them not only because it is good for them, mm. <laughs> um, but it's going to help prevent other problems as well um, that the medicine may assist with. But if you keep on that trajectory, you may end up treating other medical conditions at the same time because you've only focused on one area of your health instead of the whole spectrum yeah. um, of, of options. So I, I think, yes, to an extent, they still, they will, medicines will lower your glucose levels, but if you're going to make it really hard for the medicine to do its job <laughs> and really push its limits, yeah. um, then you'll end up with more medicines on board and that's just going to make your life more complicated Yeah, um, if medicines are tricky. So,
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I, you know, my first episode back for this season um, earlier this week is all about this idea of the accumulated benefit of marginal gain. And I tell the story of the British cycling team who hadn't won a gold medal or they'd won like one gold medal in 76 years or something. So they're not very good. And then they get this new coach who believes in this one percent improvement so rather than aiming for perfection they look at all the areas of these athletes and go well can we just make small improvements in as many areas as possible and of course they go on to win oodles of gold medals you know two olympics in a row and it's one of my most favorite inspiring stories and I think that it's so applicable to our health this idea of like you've said the medication combined with like little tweaks here a little adjustment in your exercise there you know, a little change in your carbohydrate load here, you know, not having to take these drastic approaches, but just these small ones can go a really long way to then helping that person achieve what they're wanting to achieve. Absolutely. Yeah. So cool. So is there like, um, you know, pretty stringent rules around like the medication? And I've got in my questions, like metformin specifically, but um, does it matter when you take them, and, you know, taking them with food or like if say a client like forgets for a day, do they take it double dose the next day? That kind of thing. What are you, what's your advice around that?
1: It's, it's tricky because there are so many different types of medicines and mm. even the different types and classes of medicines that we have, some of them have different release profiles and frequency that, that they're taken throughout the day. So, um, It's probably best if you have had a bit of a, 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 you know, bit of a hiccup in your routine to just give your pharmacy a buzz because they'll be able to look at your regime specifically and make sure the advice is specific to you. Mm. Um, But as a general rule, um, not even as – we don't – we're never really double dosing, um, so you never really go, oh, You know, I'll just take them all at once um, because I (laughs) forgot, you know, from yesterday. I'll just double today. That's not good. (laughs) Um, um, And then generally speaking, um, it really just depends on how long um, between when you forgot and when you realized (laughs) um, that, you know, when you would need to take the medicine. um, And that's best discussed with your pharmacist based on what other medications you take for diabetes and other health conditions Mm. to get the pattern right. And we're very happy to answer those questions. They're they're fun ones for us. but in terms of food, again, it really depends on the type of medication. So some medications, because they um, say to your um, to your pancreas, hey, give us more insulin. Um, if you take those medications and there's no food around, yeah. then you're at risk of causing um, hypoglycemia or your glucose levels going too low um, because you've asked for insulin when your body um, may not have um, glucose on board in any high amount that it needs to be, yes. you know, mopped up with the insulin. Yeah. So there's there's that risk. Yeah. Um, but then also, um, some of the medications just make you feel rubbish if you take them without food as well. Like we were discussing with metformin. So there yeah. can be, you know, digestive reasons as to why you might want to take them with food. So yeah, it, again, it, it depends on the type of medication. So some you really do have to have with food because for the safety of that medicine to be taken at the appropriate time and then some of the medications is just more for, um, you know, comfort as to as to how you take them around food.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's so important, uh, the individual almost, um, and I know, you know, GPs don't get much time and I like, you know, when I first started chatting with Capital Chemists about supporting the podcast, one of their things that they love, that you guys love to say is like, talk to your pharmacist, like talk to us, you know, because you don't get much chance to talk to the GP. You know, the dietician can't chat about like medications because we don't, you know, that's not our area and outside of our scope. But we are constantly faced with clients who really don't understand their medications, why they're taking them and what they do. And then, but then they get these medications but then they start like a fasting regime, or they go keto, and we're like, oh no, like, ah, <laughs> um, yes, because <laughs> if, if they are on those different medications, or they're on insulin, or right, we're like, you're going to get a hypo. Or so, I think the key message here is really for people to to take that time and invest in really understanding what it is that their doctors. Yeah prescribe them and and what that means for them and then how that combines in with other changes that they want to make.
1: And I and I can just give a bit of a plug for something that pharmacies can do right now. There's mm. this great thing called a meds check. Okay. So it's a government funded sit-down um, that a pharmacist can do with a person. It usually takes about 20 to 30 minutes. And our pharmacist Pharmacists um, will literally go through all your medicines and they type you out a nice list of the times of day everything's taken, what they're all for, how they all work, talk about the different side effects. And then when we look at all those medicines together for you, individualised, we can also raise um, any problems that we find with your GP um, or follow up with them to, to optimise your regime as well. So, again, that's something that every pharmacy in the country does um, and it's, it's a really, particularly when you've had a change in your health, whether it be a new medicine added in, you've just been told you have type 2 diabetes, yeah. um, that's a really good time to get across everything from the start so that you feel confident. Um, and when you understand what different, Different medicines do, and when you understand the importance of different parts of your life um, around a particular health concern, then I think it makes everything, you know, easier to to comprehend and easier to stay motivated because you you get why why that's important. Yeah, it's it's not very nice to say, look, you take four tablets a day. <laughs> you know, that doesn't have a lot of meaning. But when no. you say, well, this tablet here, you know, helps protect, um, you know, helps um, my body listen to insulin better, and this tablet. Here here makes sure that my muscles, you know, pick up extra glucose, you know, that's, that's powerful and you can yes. see a benefit. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. So I've got one more um, question for you, which comes from one of my dietitians, which is passing whole tablets through the bowel. Um, and she would love to know, is this normal and is the metformin or the drugs still working? Um, and she recently looked this up as she had a client mention, she passes whole Ghost pills. And I've yes. actually never heard of this concept before. So I'm super fascinated to hear your answer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this.
1: Yeah. So again, like Samahabi so, and I are both pharmacists, and we were chatting about this. And I think in our careers so far, we've had very few conversations um where a patient has brought this up, but it is it is documented. So yeah. um, a ghost pill or a ghost tablet. Um is usually an extended release formulation tablet so if you imagine say a normal tablet it goes into your tummy um, it combines with your stomach acid and it breaks down and dissolves and then it keeps going through your body and doing its thing but some medications for diabetes um, including metformin but there are other extended release medicines for diabetes and a myriad of other health conditions if a medicine is slow released um, the people that make the medication put a special a special jacket on on the pill so that it releases at a certain rate and even inside the pill they can mix it with certain bits and pieces um, so that you don't get an effect where all the medicine enters your system at once and then you get a drop off instead you sort of get a nice plateau of medication yeah. um, th- through an extended period of time yeah so as a result some people report um that they can actually see like the shell of their medicine or sometimes sometimes even what looks like a pretty full you know like the whole thing um because the, they can see like the leftover um extra stuff um that was regulating the release of that drug in their bowel motion oh
0: now, that's so fascinating um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also probably a bit confronting if you're not yeah a hundred percent
0: yeah
1: yeah however um if If that is to happen, you know, we always have the second check and that is that if you're getting um, your blood test um, every three months, your um, glycated hemoglobin, HbA1c, then um, we'll be able to see because if for whatever reason, you know, there was something odd happening and, you know, it would be detected in that because we'd suddenly see that perhaps your um, your levels weren't where they were the previous mm. um, quarter. Yep. So if in doubt, um, have a chat to your GP to get everything checked out from a blood work perspective. But yeah, it can happen. But I personally haven't, you know, helped, had a huge amount of um, <laughs> a huge amount of people um mention it. But yeah, it is possible. And and not to be disheartened but obviously to bring it up with your health team so that they can monitor everything to make sure everything's working as it should.
0: Yeah, great. That was such a cool answer. That was not what I was expecting actually, but makes complete sense. So there you go. I hope I answered it right. No, it's so good. (laughs) This is me. I'm just like, yeah, some pills just like go through undigested, which actually doesn't really make sense at all. It's a waste of money. (laughs) Considering how much I know about the gastrointestinal tract. So that's really, really cool. Well, Elise, thank you so much for being on the show. I have learned so much about all of this stuff. And I I know my team and my listeners are going to really appreciate this information. So thank you. That's okay. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Well, thanks for tuning into the Daily Dollop, everyone. It's important that you don't self-diagnose these things. So please chat to your GP about any concerns that you might have about medications that you're taking, supplements or potential allergies or food intolerances, and make sure you rule out any serious medical conditions. You can also chat to your local pharmacist about the right products and medications for you. And of course, checking in with a qualified dietitian to ensure you're getting the best possible advice for your food choices. Otherwise, we will catch you in the next episode. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.